0: it's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Back to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast, a space where the healing, liberation, and well-being of Black women is centered and prioritized. My name is Bree Mitchell, and I am not only the host of the show, I'm also the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care, as well as a self-care advocate. Here, I share tips, thoughts, and conversations that are cultivated to pour into your self-care cup. I'm so glad you're here. Let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome back. So, busy, busy weekend, right? Right. Let's go ahead and and dive into this episode. I'm going to be talking about, um, and I'm just going to be sharing my truth Okay, so my, this is kind of like my confessions episode, if you will, because I am going to be sharing a little, I guess, kind of a confession. It's not like a major big deal, but it is my truth. And, you know, I, I share things because that is what this podcast is all about. It's really about me just kind of figuring my way by means of my faith and, and self-care and, and all those things so that I can live well, and if I can share some of the things I've experienced, share some of the things that i've I've said and done that and they can help you not necessarily go through the same things I've gone through i mean that that's why I share that's a part of why I share. I realize that sometimes we gotta go through some stuff, y'all, and it might take five times fifteen times seventy two times a hundred and fifty three times. Until you finally get whatever that lesson is that keeps coming around and coming around like a boomerang, cause yeah, girl, I've I've that's the story of my life. Okay, <laughs> that is the story of my life. So I do have a share because I wanted to talk about. Uh, just kind of like avoidance and, and how I was avoiding things in my life and some, some, some truths that I had to come to, right? So before I do that, a couple of quick things or a few quick house, excuse me, housekeeping, I can't even talk, Blah. housekeeping things, all right? Uh, up first and of the utmost priority, as you, I'm sure you know, or may or may not know, uh, we, or Haiti did have an earthquake over the weekend and it was massive, I don't know how many hundreds of lives were lost. The last time I checked, it was definitely over two hundred, if I'm not mistaken. And um, my 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 heart and my it, it just goes out to to everyone that survived, and not only survived but surely, or in a lot of cases, lost a loved one. Like I just can't even imagine. And so. And this is one of the reasons why I just, I try not to do the news too much because I get so easily attached to the stories I read. Uh, if, if a child goes missing and I happen to see it on Facebook, I'm just like wondering what's going on. If someone was um, murdered, uh, the, the, the poor people that lost their lives in Florida, what was it like three or four weeks ago when the condo, or the, um, ho- I don't think it was a hotel, it was a condo collapsed just out of nowhere. Like, that kind of stuff, it just sticks with me. And so I, I realized that for me, like, just being, like, having access to the news all the time uh, is not necessarily great for my mental health because I do become attached to the stories, but in any case, um, I did see that there was the earthquake in Haiti. And my, like I said, my heart definitely goes out. I did some research over the weekend to see how I could help um, financially. And so I came across two uh, organizations that you may want to check out for yourself in case you're not familiar. One is uh, Doctors Without Borders, and the other one was HelpForHaiti.org. So, if you're considering donating, I encourage you to check those two resources out. They seem to be on the up and up and and reputable. Excuse me. Um, so, I wanted to mention that, and then also CNN provided a link with about 15 resources that you may want to consider if you wanted to see what other type types of um organizations were helping helping our people in Haiti. So, um, I will put the link to that CNN. I guess list in the show notes, all right. So that was number one. Uh what was number two? <laughs> I probably should have put this on a list, huh? Number two. Oh, number two. Uh in lighter news, uh on Sunday it was uh National Relaxation Day, which was a holiday. And funny enough, this holiday was launched or created in 1985 by a fourth grader. I want to know what this fourth grader was going through. His name was Sean. (laughs) What this fourth grader was going through that he just said, you know what, not today, Linda. I need a day of relaxation because this is just getting (laughs) out of control. And I am making light of it, of course, because it it sounds really cute uh, that a fourth grader would have this. But, um, yeah, so... National Relaxation Day was on Sunday. I hope that you were able to to do something that really was relaxing for you, body, mind, and soul. And I realized I didn't mention this on social media. And I could have made a post saying, "Hey, it's National Excuse me, National <laughs> Relaxation Day, but y'all, I I just did I couldn't. Like I could not do another thing. Like this weekend, I just took some time for myself. I mean, I did do some work on Saturday, but it's like, the the irony of me being the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care is that I still have to make myself rest. Like, I don't just tell you, oh, do these self-care things and be on your way. (laughs) That is just not, that's not what it is. Because self-care is not a one and done. And I, I I have to be very intentional about taking care of myself. I really really do, and so that's why you didn't like. I I wish that I could like post all the things, like tell you about every single holiday, every single, you know, uh, social justice, like like just tell you about everything going on in the world, how we can fight this and change that and heal this, and but I'm just one person. And I have to remember that I cannot do all the things, just like I'm telling you or I tell you, for those of you that uh, ladies have been riding with me for a time now or a season now, I say the same things to you, like you cannot do all the things. You can't. You will literally burn yourself out trying to do all the things, right? Especially if you're not making time for yourself. That is the fastest way to burn out. So I have to tell myself that too. Like I I can't. I can't be on top of all the things. Like until I get a team, like you're listening to someone that literally does everything for Brown Girl's self-care. So I do the podcast. I upload the podcast. I do the show notes. I send I create and send the emails. I create the graphics. I think of what to say on those graphics. <laughs> I update social media. I update Facebook. I answer emails, right? Like I, I plan activities. I create the t-shirt designs. Like I'm doing all the things. And I'm not saying that so that you can so that you can be like, oh my God, oh my God, pity Bree. She, oh my God, she's so amazing. Pity her. <laughs> that is not it at all. But I say that to let you know that even for me, making sure that I am intentional about pausing, like I encourage you to do. Reflect, breathe, give yourself compassion, make space for yourself, like say no, set boundaries. I'm still working on the boundaries, y'all. God ain't through with me yet. But that's me. I'm I'm literally telling myself the exact same thing. So that very long story short is why there was no post about Haiti and there was no post about uh, National Relaxation Day because I I just I had to step away from my laptop. I had to step away from researching and reading and you know, work, get out of that work mode because I do not want to burn myself out. How can I burn myself out and I'm trying to encourage black women across the country to take care of themselves? Like it like make it make sense. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, all right? And then the third thing and I promise I'm going to get on with today's topic (laughs) um, is I just wanted to shout out there had been a a few more reviews that had gotten on iTunes and I just wanted to first of all acknowledge them and second of all I want to say thank you thank you so much for leaving me the positive notes because they really pour into my spirit and they let me know that I am you know I'm making a difference no matter how small like anything that we do no matter how small Um, it can be impactful. And so I'm just so thankful for that. So uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned these before, but I'll just go with the last three. Okay, I think it's, no, let's let's say, yeah, the last three. So I had one from Beautiful Brown Baby Doll. She, or they said, I need this podcast. Good podcast. I need that. I need this podcast. Thank you so much. Um, I think it's Froggy29K said, thank you. I just came across this podcast a couple of days ago and I've already cried three times. You touch on a lot of things that resonate with my life and what I'm going through right now as a young 22-year-old black woman. I also love that you incorporate God in your episodes, a relationship that I'm currently working on. Keep doing you and thank you for blessing us with your thoughts and words. And then I'll just read one more. Uh, from All Things Brittany J, she says, Amen, or they say Amen, all of this. Found your channel today while I was desiring to connect to something new. Listen to the Quitters episode and your message was spot on. Bravo and happy birthday. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, for anyone that has ever left a review, I greatly appreciate you. Okay, I'm going to do my best to start doing more shout outs, so thank you so much. All right, now with that said, <clears throat> excuse me, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Again, I'm, I'm going to be just sharing a little bit in I just ask that you not judge me because this is my truth. <laughs> and it is going to sound a little funny, but I, I mean, you know, I, I, this is my truth. So it is what it is. But um, so I will tell you that I knew that I was in trouble. I mean, there were a lot of times I knew I was in trouble, but it really hit home when I was like, you know what? I would prefer to have surgery than go to work. Like there were three times in my life where I had to have surgery, and I was so excited to have to have surgery because it meant at least four to six weeks off of work. Like there were even times I was like considering, like, what can I have? <laughs> what can I have surgery on? Like you know, that's bad when you're like, what what surgery do I need? Is there anything any is there any surgery that I need? Mm, let me think about this because. You don't want to go into a place where you shouldn't be in the first place. It's because it's not for you. Okay. So you just go and you, you just do this whole avoidance thing. So remember the three surgeries. One was when I had my fibroids removed. And that, oh my God, that surgery was a doozy. We'll talk about that on another, excuse me, another episode. I don't know why I'm so stuttery right now. I think I'm talking too fast. So bear with me. But, yeah, I uh, had to have fibroids removed. And when the doctor got all up in there, she was like, girl, Molly, you in danger, girl. Like, it was a whole situation where I I ended up being hospitalized and had to have a blood transfusion. Like, things just went way left. And um, another time I had surgery was when I had my gallbladder removed, which I'm regretting that surgery. And then I had another surgery. But I can't think of what it was. Um, so I've had at least two or three surgeries. And I was just like, when I found out I had to have them, most people when they find out that they've got something going on in their body and they have to have surgery, they would be like, oh, this is, this is not good. you know. Um, my health, my health, like that's what you're thinking about, my health. I was thinking about, yes, I don't have to go to work. And I would just be so excited. I'm embarrassed to say this, but this is my truth, right? This is my truth. Like, I was just totally into just, like, this pattern of avoidance. And I know I'm not the only one, all right? Now, I know I talk about, like, my career and my jobs and stuff, but I'm not the only person that their go-to was like, avoidance, or at least it was avoidance because um, some of us, we stick around in, lousy relationships longer than any normal human being should, and we pretend that everything is okay. Some of us are lying to ourselves or to other people to avoid conflict and to get out of quote-unquote trouble. Let me tell you something. This is embarrassing, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I remember when I was in my 20s, I told, I, I swear to you, I told my job one time that... Well, first of all, one time I lied, and I said I had food poisoning because I did not want to go to work. I know, that is so terrible. Another time I lied was I told them people at my job, and I know they knew I was lying, okay? (laughs) I told them, this this is embarrassing. Okay. I told them that I have found a baby on a bus... (laughs) God, this is terrible. I know, I know, this is terrible. I told them that I had found a baby on the bus, and I had to wait for the police to come. I cannot believe it. And had they asked me for the police report, dummy, (laughs) I would have been in trouble. But I know they knew I was lying anyway. But the whole thing was, I was just like in this place of avoidance. I would, I would rather, I, I was in a place where I would rather lie to myself or to my employer or, you know, be so excited to have to have surgery, which meant I would be out of work for, on average, maybe six weeks or so. That is how, like, ridiculous it was for me just to do this whole not addressing issues head on. I was excited to have surgery. And you know how painful. Like, I had, when I had that fibroid surgery, girl, like, my stomach, oh my gosh. That was, like, some of the worst pain I have ever felt in my life. If you've never had surgery, like, in your stomach area, girl, (laughs) consider yourself, I mean, not lucky because, I don't know, but that, that was just a trip. But, um long story short avoidance for me it just meant like like i just re- refused to acknowledge the elephant in the room and instead i would find something else to focus on like oh yeah i got to have surgery and oh the third surgery was i had a breast reduction how i forgot that i do not know but i had breast breast reduction surgery when i was in my maybe 20s um And that was another way that I got off of work, and I was so happy about that. (laughs) Um, But it was like, I would prefer to have surgery instead of address issues, like, head on. And it's because I just, I didn't like my reality. I didn't like my truth. But you know what was crazy was that, and I'm here to tell you, like, if you are anything like I was, and you're, like, just doing your best to avoid conflict, avoid You know, addressing issues head on for, for, you know, letting the chips fall where they may, but just still like honoring yourself and your truth and where you are in this season, like those problems, they're not going to disappear, girl. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. Conversations ranging from Abbott Elementary to mental health to Tracy Ellis Ross, there is no limit to the range you will find on Black Stories, Black Truths. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. I don't know who needs to hear this, but take it from me, a... um someone who would just like rather, I don't even know, but just I'd rather, I don't even know what I would rather do instead of facing something head on, you know, when I was younger and in my 30s and in my 40s in some cases. Like I would just rather do something, anything else, anything else than address an issue head on. That's just how it was for me. I didn't like my truth. But the problems, like I said, they don't disappear. They do, girl, the problems, they not going to go away. They not going to go away. So if you think you have anxiety about something now, and so you're like, okay, I'm just going to put this off. That's like, uh, like, for example, if you're behind in your bills right now, and you're like, oh, my credit card bill is due today. Um... But I don't have the money for it, girl. So I'm just going to, I'm not going to open that bill because I don't have the money for it. So I'm, I'm just going to, instead I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I don't know, what would you do? I'm going to go clean the bathroom. Or I'm, I'm going to go call somebody. I'm going to do, I don't know, do my hair. I'm going to do something else. Um, and I'll think about it another time. But it's like by the time you get back to it, you know what I'm saying? Now you got like interest fees and you got folks calling your phone and blowing you up. And it's just, it's just, it just compounds. You know what I'm saying? It compounds the issue. And if you are someone who has dealt with anxiety, you know, it's like it, your anxiety can go from like a two to a six or a two to a ten. You know what I'm saying? It just escalates that issue, escalates that anxiety that you might have because we're not in a place where we're able to cope with addressing situations head on. Like my coping skills, OMG, like non-existent, invisible, wasn't happening. Um, and I, I think that's why I also had like, I had stomach issues too. I've kind of talked about that here on the podcast, like, but I would have stomach issues because I just wasn't, I wasn't addressing issues. I wasn't saying things. I, wa- I was just stuffing it inside and, pretending that everything was okay, but inside I would just be, like, seething. I would be angry or sad or hurt or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I I would just not necessarily say anything. I wouldn't say anything. I would just sweep stuff under the rug, and then the problem would just keep getting compounded until it would manifest in some way. I'm going to tell you that right now. You might be avoiding it in the short term, but I have come to learn, baby, let me tell you, that those problems, they can definitely grow larger and manifest, <laughs> and sometimes quickly. So, I know it can be hard to to address things, and it's sometimes easier to just kind of avoid and think that that's the best way to cope with things. But from my personal experience, you know, and you do what you want, and take my advice with a grain of salt, of course, but... From my personal experience, like, that's just not, it's just not the way. And I would suggest, like, if it's, like, extreme, you know what I mean, then I would definitely uh, talk to, like, a therapist or a counselor, right? And they can help you to to get some some coping skills and figure out some ways to kind of work through some of those challenges. Because what I give you here, I mean, obviously this is not therapy. I'm not a therapist. Uh, I'm just sharing you know, based on my personal experience, right? And so, um, you know, three things that I feel like kind of helped me move beyond that place, if that makes any sense, is um, the first thing I had to do is I had to confront the issue. (laughs) I just had to confront the issue so that I can find out if, if what I was thinking was true really was true. Right, Because sometimes we'll make something our truth, but realistically, it's honestly not even the truth. I'll give you a perfect example. So let's take my job, for example. When when my daughter was young and I had to go to work, I was resentful. I was so resentful. I was a single mom. I wasn't getting child support at that time. Or if I was, I mean, it wasn't a lot. Uh, So I was doing everything by myself. And I had to work and I'm taking my daughter, you know, to 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 daycare or yeah, I think it was daycare at that time and rushing off to work or I would take her to preschool or whatever. And I have to rush off to work, you know, and I would see mothers outside walking their kids to school and I'm like, damn it, (laughs) that is not fair that these people get to leisurely walk their kids to school okay and i gotta go to work and and there it's seven it's seven o'clock in the morning and they get they have the luxury of walking their kids to school so their lives must be perfect clearly they're rich and they can just do whatever they want to do and i'm stuck here doing everything by myself and i i i would wish i could walk my daughter to school but i have to drive her to school and i've got to drive to work that 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 is how I used to think. I would be so envious of those women walking their kids to school. But the truth of the matter is, I didn't know nothing about those women. Not a near not a thing. First of all, how do I even know that those were their their kids? They could have been like the nanny or something, right? Um, Second of all, how do I even know they had a car? What if they didn't have a car and they had to walk to schools? They had to leave their home early just to walk their kids to school on time. I mean, I didn't really know what was going on with those people. But I made, a, made an assumption, a story in my mind to kind of justify this resentment instead of me, like, addressing the real issue head on, right? So I wanted to, be, I wanted to make you mindful of that, that sometimes what we think is truth is just a story that we've concocted, and we really don't know what the truth is in that situation. Um, So everyone, I thought everyone had a perfect life, but me, you know, everyone else had a perfect life in me, but that just wasn't true. And then the second thing that I had to confront as far as like, find out if this is your truth is, I felt like I was stuck. I felt like I was stuck, which ultimately came down to what I told, I would tell myself, you know, you're stuck. I believe that about myself. You're stuck. You're not going to be able to do anything. You're a single mom. You don't have a degree. This is the best job you're ever going to get. You're never going to be able to support yourself in any other way. This is the best best money you'll ever get. You know, just telling yourself or telling myself all these crazy, critical, terrible, zero growth mindset. Like, there was no growth mindset, right? Zero self-love. Everything was harsh and critical. Like, I'm just telling myself these things. And I'm like, I was believing it. I was making that my truth. I was making that my truth, and it wasn't the truth. So that's what I'm saying. The first thing that I had to do was really think about this. Like, what am I telling myself? What stories am I creating? And is this real? Or is this something that I'm, I'm doing to kind of, like, avoid what's really going on? Right? So then the second thing I would say is I had to forgive myself. I had to forgive myself because it, it, the, the way that I was feeling, the things that I was telling myself, um, it wasn't intentional. I think a part of it was maybe me just trying to protect myself in an odd way, which doesn't even sound like that would be the case, because how can you be like protecting yourself when you're just being so harsh and critical? Right. But I think that was a form of protection. But at the end of the day, it wasn't intentional. I just didn't know how to cope. I didn't know how to kind of like really take a look at what at the situation for what it was. Um, I had like zero coping skills. I just, you know, figured all these things were true and I figured I had to stick with it. And so, again, I had to forgive myself for just coming down so hard and, and believing these terrible things about my situation and about myself. Um, but forgiving myself so that I, I was able to just, like, not keep harping on it. I was able to move on once I was able to forgive. And sometimes we need to do that we need to be able to get to a place where we've experienced what we experienced and um maybe we did some things out of just old trauma, old triggers. You know what I'm saying? And so we really need to have some compassion for ourselves and um forgive ourselves, right? In in certain situations. Because sometimes we do cause the challenges that we have. And don't come for me because I'm not saying that we caused every challenge that we have. I'm not saying that at all. But for me, okay, for me, I'm emphasizing me. I had to be real with myself and understand that the, there was healing that was necessary. Because, again, I was going through these loops, certain, certain cycles, certain loops, like over and over and over again. And I didn't understand why. I didn't realize why I, I kept experiencing certain things. And it was because of my mindset. Again, I'm not saying that's the case for every situation, okay? So please do not come for me. <laughs> I'm just saying. This is what I experienced when it came to certain scenarios in my, in my existence, right? And so I had to forgive myself for those situations. Um, I would say the third thing is I had to become okay with the unknown, you know, like that song from Frozen 2, Into the Unknown. That is one of my favorite Disney songs. Not that you asked. <laughs> but, um, you know, I had to be okay with the unknown. Like, once I forgave myself and really sat and thought about... And this took years, okay? I'm not ashamed to admit that it took years to to get to certain uh, realizations. But... Once I really figured out what I was trying to avoid and why and figured out what I really wanted, you know, and figured out what my true, like what my why was and what I really wanted, um, and I was able to start releasing some stuff and working on some triggers And really like starting that and and really like healing and working on myself and loving myself and wanting better for myself and realizing uh, how amazing I am. And that I could I could have the things that I wanted and live the type of life like I I could do all those things. You know what I mean? Um, But I had to be okay. with the unknown like there's like in other words like take for example when I when I quit my job in September of 2019 that was like literally almost two years ago um in my mind <laughs> I had things set up you know like oh this is gonna happen I'm gonna do this and oh you know what I'm saying like you make a plan right as best as you can but with the understanding that that plan can can Anything can happen with that plan. God may have something completely different in store for you. Life can go a completely different direction. Um, So you can start out on that journey, but your direction might change. And you may end up going down a different path than what you initially thought. And you have to be okay with that. You have to be able to release. Just, just, just expectations to a certain extent if that makes any sense and just understand that for me it was it was really about just understanding that God had my back that he had me and that uh, I was going to be okay with even even though I could only see uh, a couple of steps ahead down the path. I couldn't see like the whole trail or the whole entire path ahead of me. Like I could see maybe uh, up to about a quarter of a mile of the path, but the rest of the journey was just like hazy and foggy. You know what I'm saying? I had to be okay with, you know, moving forward. And not knowing all, like how all the puzzle, how all the pieces of the puzzle were going to fit and what the ultimate picture was going to be, if that makes any sense. So again, it was for me like confronting or, or like finding out, really confronting and finding out what my truth was, um, forgiving myself, and then just being okay with the unknown. Just being okay with the unknown. I know that sounds super scary. But I had to think, like, if I don't make a change, if I don't start uh, confronting things head on and stop trying to avoid every situation that makes me uncomfortable, um, if I don't start walking by faith and not by sight, if I don't start owning and honoring my truth, myself, my spirit. If I don't and this is this one's like a bonus one. If I don't start uh seeking God and listening for his direction, like and stop holding on to things out of fear even if it meant avoiding, you know, and being miserable. Like I had I there was just so much work that I had to do and so much that I had to release. So I'm not saying that I do it all perfectly now because I don't, but I'm in a place now where I can really think through things. I can really sit and ask myself, really, what's going on now? Is that the truth? Or am I really just, you know, am I am I just making, like, am I avoiding something? What am I avoiding? What's the real work here? What's on the other side of that work? What's on the other side of... Of stepping up to the plate. What's on the other side of um, getting uncomfortable and addressing things head on and really looking at them for what they are and seeing where I can shift and pivot if necessary? Like that, that's when things really started to change in my life. So, yes, I am the chick that looked forward to surgeries. And was excited for them because I knew it would take time off of work and I can just leave it all behind. <laughs> leave all my care, my work cares behind and say bye suckers. But then when I would come back to my desk in like six weeks, eight weeks, whatever the time frame was, it was still there looking me in the face. And sometimes and, I, and it would be cool. I would be cool for like a week and then I would just be right back into the same rhythms, same challenges, same frustration, same resentment. You know what I'm saying? So I really had to make some changes. I really had to make some changes. So I hope that um, by me sharing this with you, you're able to kind of do some reflecting on your own and see where you are with certain situations. And if there's any pivots needed, if there's any truths you need to kind of take a look at, I'm saying truths with quotation marks, but if there's any truth that you need to take a look at and kind of address head on, and if there's any areas where you um, can show yourself some forgiveness and grace. You know what I'm saying? And then see what, what areas um, God may be calling you into that are a bit of an unknown. some You know, a bit of uncertainty going on. Um, where you might have to increase your faith just a little bit so that you can keep moving forward. Well, that is it for this week's episode. I appreciate uh, you pressing play, like I said, and listening and being a part of this um, conversation that we're having, even though you're not saying anything necessarily that I can hear (laughs) right now, but I always imagine that I'm talking to uh, a group of women and we're just having these conversations, but um, they just happen to be in podcast form. Uh, You can always reach me at connect at browngirlselfcare.com. I will do my best to email you back. I do have some emails that I need to address from the last week or two, (laughs) and I'm getting to them as quickly as I can. But just know that I appreciate your support. I appreciate how you support Brown Girl Self-Care and this movement that we are building. And um, I'm just very blessed and thankful that you're here. So with that said, I hope that you have an incredible week. And I cannot wait to see you on the next episode of the Brown Girls Self-Care Podcast next Monday.